Welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. This is Christy, and this is just going to be a little short update. I will be back this week with a longer Sagittarius season podcast as we enter Sagittarius season this upcoming Sunday on the 21st. And basically, today I. So I'm recording on Monday. This is. I've been on the the road since, what, the 11th? Today is, what, the 16th um, of November? And, you know, everything's changing again with COVID, which I knew. I knew going in to the We're on the Road, Your Fucks tour that this was really just... The reason why the tour is called We're on the Road, You Fucks is really just to uh, the fucking government and... Um, letting them know, you know, you fucks, like, can try whatever you're gonna try with us, and at this point, you know, me and my friends, we're gonna try the best we can, being safe, getting tested, and my friends that are going out with me on the dates they are, like, um, you know, I, (laughs) I've been thinking about what to say, this isn't gonna be, like, perfectly articulated, because I've I've actually, I held off. I was driving back from Salt Lake City yesterday and I was going to stop, record, have everything perfectly packaged because even though, you know, comedy's turned into this fucking, you have to be perfectly packaged, you know, where the comics that I love are not perfectly fucking packaged. Uh, But, you know, I kept stopping when I was stopping at the rest stops and... I was like, well, maybe I'll just record in the Mojave Desert tomorrow, but nothing felt right, and uh, right now I just got a little glass of 14 Hands Red, and uh, been watching it, watching Miss America, the Taylor Swift documentary for the second time, because I fucking love her. Say what you will about Taylor Swift, that girl... well she is perfectly packaged but I love the fact like the good job aspect of it like I did have a bit about how it feel and I'm working on a bit too about the idea of a good job like what that actually means and what it means to be like doing good for what you were taught as a kid or what you were told to do growing up and that's the same exact fucking thing that we're going through right now like oh it's a good job to not question what the authority figures are telling us to do they must know what they're talking about this virus is you know whatever and what I found being on the road I was in Denver I was supposed to be in Denver I was in uh supposed to be in Denver On the day that I had a show, the Denver curfews went in and the producer of the show decided, you know, uh, with curfew laws and everything that the show would be canceled. Um, And I want to say, you know, mad thanks to 52 Entertainment out of Denver, Colorado for still paying your comics because that that's a huge. That's a huge it's a huge decision to make when you have people coming from out of state, when you have headliners booked, when you have a venue booked, it might not be a club venue, but you know, you still have tickets that are sold. And 
it's just a testament to 52 Entertainment. Uh, and I do appreciate you because, you know, he, uh, they sent, they sent payment. They, you know, hopefully down the line, like we can work together, all of us that are being separated again because of more COVID restrictions. And I have this tour booked between November and December. I'm supposed to be on the road next week. One of my shows has already been canceled. Um, and that is at the Crow Creek Tavern in Tulsa, Oklahoma has been canceled and I still have, or excuse me, yeah, and Whittier Bar uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I'm still deciding, uh, one is the shows is still going on um, and I'll be heading to, to Austin for the week after. I have a couple shows between, yeah, Austin, Tulsa, and um, I'm deciding. Uh, and that's why, partly why I haven't recorded the podcast because I'm just been in contemplation mode pretty much for the 10 hour drive between Salt Lake and Joshua Tree, California. And today just being back in Joshua Tree and talking to my friend John because he's going to be, he's supposed to be between Oklahoma and Texas with me um, for the next week and a half. So we are thinking about what the effects are. I mean, I'm, I've still got places that I'll be going this week um, that are still open because uh, I technically was supposed to be in Austin this week checking out the scene. But with everything that is going down, I decided to not go to Austin this week and just wait it out and see what's happening. And I'll be going to open mics between here, LA and Vegas, uh, and maybe Phoenix if I decide to go down to Phoenix. But it's really just a play by ear situation. It's trying to be as responsible, respectful, um, because now interstate travel restrictions or advisories are in effect. Um, But let me focus for a second on the positive because the positive of the situation is, you know, here I am driving through Denver. I'm not even, I'm two hours outside of Denver. I find out about, you know, bar restrictions and curfews. Um, I just put a post up on the Colorado Denver open mic group. Hey, what's up? anybody got anything, right? And I get this message and reach out from an amazing gentleman named Rudy Garcia. And I couldn't be more appreciative and more, um, my heart has been warmed by being on the the road because, and this is partly why I probably will always consider myself a road person, a road comic, whatever the fuck, because it keeps you realizing why um, we do this shit. You know, it might not be considered essential work on a, a mass scale, but I couldn't have felt more loved and taken care of on this road trip, on this road tour. And uh, I'm telling you, bars and comedy and music are fucking essential 
however you're, anybody wants to view it. You know, I read Rudy's message that he had a open mic in Greeley, Colorado, which, you know, I was about an hour and a half outside of Denver in a place called, in a town called, I think it's like Edward, Colorado. I was just getting coffee, pit stop, there was snow, so I wanted to kind of just redirect my brain into driving through. It wasn't terrible snow, but it was like, when you're going from California to Colorado, it's a little different. There's big mountains and turns and trucks going really fast down big mountains and, uh, then there's creeks or rivers on your fucking right hand side and you're just like oh lord so I just had to reset I had to get my uh mindset ready for getting into the Denver mountain sort of driving and uh I'm looked at the map already was like hey we're in Greeley come stop by so uh, the place is called the Highbrow Tap House in Greeley, and they've got a cool-ass comedy scene up that way. If you're ever in Greeley, anybody listening to this, it's it was wonderful. They've got more than one venue. They've got they, Josh Blue was coming in um, that weekend, and just I saw that it was like it added about another hour and a half to my travels. Um, which at that time, I think I was 13 hours in to driving, I think, 13, 13 and a half hours I had slept. Um, I don't even remember. I slept somewhere. Oh, I slept in, um, a gas station parking lot. Oh, I I know where I went. It was a Love's, and I backed into a spot, and I slept there right outside of Grand Junction, Colorado. And I slept there that night, and it was going from, like, California weather to winter weather. And I'm glad that my uh, friend John lended me his sleeping bag because it was a game-changer. Um... I'm so used to going on the road and just like sleeping wherever I need to sleep that sometimes I forget like, hey, you can also be warm and comfortable and like sleep in the car. You don't have to kill your body and just shiver the whole night. But it really was a game changer. Like if you have to sleep outside, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, millennials are glamping, which really just means we uh, have lost our uh, leases. But if you do have to glamp, um, you can glamp in your car with a sleeping bag and I swear to God, it's a game changer. So I actually slept incredibly peacefully in the car. Like I don't mind sleeping in the car. And, um, in fact, I had committed, uh, before COVID restrictions went down, I was like, well, I'll just sleep in the car and I'll just like do this for the rest of the year. Um, but for me, uh, some health restrictions, happened and I ended up in the hospital with some GI issues and my friend John was like I just said to him can I stay with you when I'm in Joshua Tree and so now we're deciding like are we revisiting April when I had to stay with him for a month in the month of April when the COVID restrictions went down the first time so all I can say is my heart like the Grinch has grown like 
so many sizes because between my friends and the people I've met on the road and yeah, everybody's trying their best. And Greeley that night was waiting for any restrictions to go down. Although there were, I've been told they were like one of the last counties to ever go towards restrictions or anything like that. Um, There was a lot of essential workers, a lot of factory and farmers, um, factory workers and farmers and truck drivers that live in Greeley. So, you know, it's a lot of essential workers who just go to the bar after work and honestly, like, people had masks on some people didn't in the bar which I've seen in my travels you know um I've you know Arizona some people are wearing masks a lot of people are not wearing masks in Arizona I haven't been to Texas yet I'm guessing it's probably a lot like Arizona um Colorado was out actually the same um same sort of vibes um and in most of the towns, uh, Wyoming, people, I went through Wyoming, uh, to get into Utah and, uh, most people wearing masks. Um, I mean, to even explain the extent of the trip that I went on is, it's hard to put it into words and I may never do it justice on what this trip had, has even meant. Um, but what I can say is, you know, there are people really who need and want to be around comedy and music right now. And thank you, Rudy Garcia at the Highbrow Tap House for, you know, giving me the time. Like I told him, hey, my future spot had been canceled. He gave me the exact time. Like, he was like, do you want more time? Like, he gave me 20 minutes, which is, like, so gracious. Um, And then two of the patrons of the bar uh, sat down, and I talked with them. And, you know, as I was leaving, they were like, one of the patrons shoved money into my fucking pockets. And said to keep going and you know a lot of the people going out are above the age that uh is told not to go out that I'm seeing at these comedy shows so it's not like the general consensus I'm getting from most of the shows I'm going to are that people are really questioning what the fuck is going on and I'm questioning what the fuck is going on to be quite honest and it doesn't deter from the fact that like This is a deadly virus for many people who have compromised immune systems and um, pre-existing conditions um, or even conditions that they don't know about. Um, And for a lot of people, maybe they're worn out and don't know it. Uh, And even me, like I, I, I'm not defaulting from, it's not an egotistical thing at any point. Maybe the virus could come get me and whatever and if that happens then I have myself to blame for following this instinct that is that I needed to take these road dates and um step back and allow and quite honestly like these road dates are even if they get canceled have been keeping me going every single day they're the reason why I can get up in the morning 
they're the reason why I have a pep in my step is to know that at least I've got dates on the calendar if for some reason something were to go wrong and everything gets on lockdown again at least I met these amazing producers that are out there and for you know six seven years of my life that I've been in stand-up comedy um I this is the first time I've actually really connected to people in this way and I feel very grateful and I'm really grateful for the producers that are out there putting on shows putting their putting themselves out there to do shows at this time you know I'm just the comic coming through but the effort that it takes to produce a show especially during a pandemic this is admirable and the fact that bars are are being still patroned in a pretty hefty capacity and like I was I have I I was also recently at the Stoddard Inn in Morgan Utah and I have to say hats off to Marcus Whistler for just putting on an amazing show um this I was there Saturday and I had driven from Greeley to Morgan. I got in a day early because of the weather. Um, There was severe weather being called in Utah, and then it moved to just the mountains. But uh, my drive would have gone right through the severe weather. So, you know, my car is my business at this point. And I was like, you know, I am not an amazing snow driver, I've driven through snow many a times in my life, but it's been a while and I need to be safe. And so I made the concerted effort to go that night from Greeley, Colorado, as far through the state of Wyoming as I could so I could try and beat the snow, which was being called for the day of the show. So I splurged and uh, went through Wyoming, slept in Wyoming, slept in a gas station in Wyoming. Um, And by the way, y'all, I mean, Wyoming, I only went through the bottom half, but dear Lord was one of the most beautiful states I've ever seen. And I say that about Utah and I say that about Colorado, but dear Lord, I didn't know how amazing Wyoming was. And I was like, this is stunning. Like, this is God. This is beautiful. This is something to be appreciated. Even if this is canceled, even if I'm never able to do comedy again, at least I'm driving towards through this gift. And it is emotional, it is overwhelming. This is an overwhelming time. And I'm alone, you know, a lot of the time. And even though I'm just talking to myself in my friend's fucking living room right now. But if comedy doesn't even come back, at least the comic... And this is a call to the comics that are not headliners right now. That are not major national tours. That are not, you know, that are just on my level. And even, like, comics who are just starting, like, it can be intimidating to see these, like, 
major headliners have these major podcasts and have these major opinions about what comedy should be and shouldn't be or how people should be tackling the industry right now. And my answer to that is go fuck your mother because you're not out. It's almost like you got to just experience the gift and whatever that gift is to you. If that gift is you do an online mic, then fuck yeah, you did an online mic. If that gift is you did an outdoor beach mic and you met some people and it was the first time you told a joke and but you were always wanted to do comedy and now everything's falling apart, but you at least told a joke on a beach in front of some people, fuck yeah, you did. Fuck yeah, you did. You did it. You fucking did it. Because I'm having a lot of trouble. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've actually had to step away from listening to touring headliners talk at all. Um, Because a lot of them are bitter right now. And I understand that. Truly understand that. But there is nothing to be bitter about right now when there is so much connection being made between people. Even during a really shitty fucking time. Because I have heard a lot of podcasts recently of touring headliners complaining about money or about things and stuff like that. But it's like, this is God's work. Comedy is a spiritual career, period. End of sentence. We've taken a spiritual track and sometimes on the spiritual track you have to go through a rite of passage. And it sucks ass sometimes to go through the fucking dark night of the soul, a fucking rite of passage. I got some 14 hands right here in my hand. I got a fucking 14 hands in my left hand and a cell phone with a recorder in my right hand, okay? But what I'm saying is, this is a spiritual road that we're on. And a lot of t- it's hard because a lot of the comics in certain generations have really financially killed it. They've got big podcasts with big audiences. There was a giant documentary on Showtime recently. And it really does get the fire under my butt boiling. But the reason that it gets the fire under my butt boiling is that that's why I was able to drive through Utah by myself. That's why I was able to fucking go, you know what? This Denver show was canceled. There is a giant virus out here, quote unquote. I'm going to go three hours to Greeley. That's why... These things exist. So, you know, a lot of the people that might tap into this podcast are either astrology fans or comedy fans. Astrology enthusiasts or comedy enthusiasts. Mainly people that are probably starting stand-up. And quite honestly, fucking keep going. Stages will come. Places will come. Wear a mask. Use Purell. Use common fucking sense. (sighs) And question everything. Um, But I do want to say thank you, Marcus Whistler. There will be no pictures of that show up. Um, It wasn't uh, to code. (laughs) And... uh, There were the coolest people in the world there. And nobody will ever know that. And that's okay. 
because the people that were there did, and they do. And the venue is amazing, and the people were amazing, and the comics were amazing. And this whole road journey taught me why I do stand-up comedy, because of the people I met in Greeley, Colorado, because of the people that I met in Morgan, Utah. It had nothing to do with a fucking virus. Everybody was under a social contract. Those who wore masks wore masks. Those who didn't, didn't. But what we all united on was stand-up comedy. It was fucking awesome. So thank you, Marcus. Um, thanks for closing out the show with some rad music. And I really appreciate everything that has gone on so far. Dates-wise, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. But what I do know is, like, there is a community of comics forming and... In a lot of ways, the real reels are out, you know. So if you're a comic just starting, you're like, fuck, I missed the, I missed the ticket of clubs and everything. Just stick with it. Keep writing. Do what you need to do. Because the real reels are here. And we're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Somebody's going to have to pry my fucking cold dead hands off a microphone. But I'm not fucking going anywhere. So I do also want to say rest in peace to the creek in the cave. Um, I have stories upon stories about that place. I used to um, host one of their mics, their Tuesday night mics. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, um, 10 p.m. mic. Um, Maybe it was Wednesday. At this point, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. But I do want to say rest in peace to the creek in the cave. Um, Rebecca Trent, fucking rad. Um, you know, I never really had conversations with her, but I do have a, a short story. Um, in I had a mo- most amazing Christmas at the creek in the cave once. It was Christmas season. I was there to see my friend's show. Um, the show got canceled, but we were just at the bar drinking and Rebecca Trent and I met each other and she's like, what are you drinking? I was like, wine and she, red wine. And she was like, went up to the bartender and she's like, this girl drinks for the rest of the night. She like on the tab. And that was just so fucking cool. And I really appreciate that. I know that, you know, she probably wouldn't know me for, from Adam after that, but just the fact that we had an amazing conversation or we just had a really cool meeting and she was just really cool and uh she really really cared about comics and you could tell that um and people knew that in the community you know I was in and out of the New York scene um I never really felt like it was my scene uh ever uh but you know I lived in New York for a long time and I went to the Creek in the Cave for their late night mics. I had a lot of um, amazing experiences there. I've had a lot of fights there with people, a lot of especially dudes that don't know shit. Uh, had a lot of fights, uh, but all in all, I mean, it was the place I used to go when I was on mushrooms to pee and walk around on Long Island City, and nobody questioned me. And uh, it really was a home for people. And it really raised, it was a space that raised a lot of comics. 
and Long Island City, I mean, that was a little trench for me. Like, some, I mean, the long story was, you know, I definitely felt like I met my husband in Long Island City. Um, I don't have a husband, but <laughs> it's a long story. But there is a man that I met in Long Island City that I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's my husband. Uh, he doesn't know it yet. But I'm pretty sure he's my fucking husband. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. But um, it does make me very sad that, you know, it's a space that's closing. I never had, like, a deep, deep relationship with the creek in the cave. But even when I would go up from Baltimore, I would end my night at the creek in the cave. Just try out my new stuff. Um, and they had like a three minute mic and you just go up, try your new stuff and free. It was one of the only free open mics in the city, which there were very few free open mics in Los Angeles or excuse me, in New York City. Same with Los Angeles, but especially in New York City. Um, so thank you for your service to the comedy community. And I just wish the best to Rebecca Trent for just being a fucking badass you know she withstood Long Island City I mean the standing the the laughing devil was there they closed then it got bought by the standing room or the stand which had the standing room in Long Island City and they closed um but the stand is still open they moved uh and she withstood she withstood a lot and it just makes me think, and it ma- and that's a piece of what I was pondering this weekend, was there's a lot more to ponder. So I hope everybody's safe out there. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen this week with more restrictions and all the shit that's going down. But I'll be back with a longer, more detailed podcast about... The upcoming Sagittarius season, and I know that I did a November astrology podcast, but I do want to get into more depth on Sagittarius, just because I think Scorpio season got a shit ton of play, and a lot of um, the Great Conjunction kind of overlapped with the Scorpio season, uh, and I think that there is this beauty to the death of that we experience in Scorpio season. It's, it's imperative. It's necessary. But I also think as we enter Sagittarius season, there is this sort of resurrection energy. And I think we all kind of need that. So I'm going to really kind of interplay both because both are necessary for life. Um, so I hope that uh, y'all join me. Look out this week I'll have another podcast out and this this has been the Firewolf podcast and I hope y'all are safe take care